welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthigpen. As always, excited to be here with you. Well, listen, today we are going to slow things down just a little bit because I want to go deeper. I want to talk to you and talk to someone who is all about deepening connection. We know how important intimacy here is over at the BBP. We are no strangers to it. And we want to make sure that we have room for the real conversation so that you can get every single tool out of this that you need and that you will, um, I'm already offering your support for this podcast, that you will share with someone in your ecosystem who could also benefit from it. Today, I want to welcome my new good friend, Bex Burton. She has been helping independent women attract and grow lasting love without sacrificing who they are and what they want out of life for many, many years. After painfully hitting the same walls in love for over a decade, Bex committed to the study and growth of lasting love. Today, she enjoys a deeply connected partnership of 11 years with the man of her dreams. Mm. I'm already excited about this. Bex inspires transformational experiences through movement, mindfulness, and compassionate behavioral exploration via live and online programs. A spectacle of dance and performances and nature immersive glamping retreats. I'm already knowing I'm checking up and signing up and coming because we love all things glamping. You want to make sure that you super slow down and deepen into your seat because this conversation is about to be juicy. Bex, welcome to the Balanced Bully Podcast. How are you today? Oh my goodness, Nikita. Thank you so much for that introduction. I am feeling wonderful and blessed and so happy to be here. Hello, everybody listening. Thank you for tuning in. Yes, absolutely. Okay, you already got some juice going on multiple <laughs> levels. Before we dive into the juicy, juicy, tell everyone what it is that's pulling you forth today. Like, what kind of work are you doing right now? <sighs> Such a good question. Um, the work that is pulling me forth today—that is so beautiful. As a love and relationship coach for the last eight years. My work has gone through evolutions. Yeah. And the beauty of the pandemic times, if you will call it that, uh, I, I've really gone uh, a few steps deeper in my work. And mm -hmm. today I can wholeheartedly say that I support independent women in creating deep connections with themselves. Yeah. Understanding their inner landscape, their feelings, their needs, their wants, their desires in, in really tangible ways. And that pertains to high achieving women, busy women, women who are on the go, always have something going on, yeah. have little time for themselves or downtime, have a certain uh, perception of what downtime means. Come on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then, and also supporting these women attract and grow equal, healthy relationships, loving, lasting romantic partnerships. So that is through teaching them uh, five pillars of adult relating, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Skillful communication, empathy and compassion, vulnerability, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, 
you know, these, these softer skills, quote unquote, that we are not taught in school. We're, we're very rarely taught unless we actively seek these things out. And, and these are the things that, that get us stuck in interpersonal relationships, particularly romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we often come up against our own, what I call our green growing edge of our, our skill sets, our, you know, what we have in our knowledge base, in our experience. And there are times that we need outside input to get past that green growing edge, to, to grow that green growing edge wider and bigger and beyond so that we have a greater capacity to connect with others. But not only that, but to maintain the relationships that we have. I mean, goodness knows so frequently in these days, mm-hmm. we experience ghosting and just a, a lack of closure in some of our relationships. And so, you know, there's an exploration of what does it mean to mend? What does it mean to to come back to the same page and move beyond conflict? Right. So, so what's, what's really pulling me forward today is, is really helping the independent woman specifically embrace interdependence, embrace community, embrace love, embrace partnership, embrace support, connection. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel that deeply. And of course, you know, as a balancing relationship advisor, I vibe on, with, with all that you said. There's literally like we get in the interview right here because I concur, <laughs> ding, ding, and, then, right, and we can go. That That is very much on the wavelength of where I feel many of us are being pulled to, even if we're not quite there, there's a craving that's happening for this interconnection to deepen that connection to slow down enough to make room to have that spaciousness and attract in more of what we want that we felt on some levels, maybe we weren't worthy of, we didn't, you know, we might have masked that with, oh, I just don't have time for it. I just can't go to all these things. I don't have time for friends. I don't like people, right? Like we've all said these, you know what I mean? Not, I'm generalizing when I say we all say these, but many of us have said like, I don't like people or I don't get along with women or Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a joiner. Like a lot of those kind of colloquial terms that we've said to umbrella our resistance for connection for Mm -hmm. many reasons. And of course, there's all kinds of reasons why people can have detachment to these connections, traumatic histories, betrayal, that they've had in friendships and relationships. Like you said, you hit something so pivotal, Bex, when you mentioned ghosting, Mm -hmm. because that is something that's not talked about enough in the adult world. You know, the the kids of our generation, absolutely. They know it, they talk about it, they throw TikTok memes up on it, right? All of it. But it really does happen in platonic relationships as adults between friends, as well as what you thought was a forever lover relationship many times because people have minimal capacity to deal with potential conflict. They assume that it'll be a conflict in having that closure conversation that Mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier that I know you're helping people have the tools to develop and support and strengthen themselves so they can acknowledge that not only do they need to have it, they want to have it. So they don't have the baggage of what, what ifs, what if I would have had that conversation? What if I could have just shared how I had been feeling? What if I could have just heard how the other person was feeling? So we could wrap it with a bow. We don't have to be a BFFs or lovers after this, but at least we can 
you know, smooth it out and leave understood, even if we just understood that we agree to disagree. And that's a powerful aspect of what you're doing that definitely isn't done enough, especially in the relationship space, because people are not having those tougher conversations outside of, dare I say, the bedroom you know, mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. and and the sexual and emotional intimacy. They're not talking about conflict intimacy, which is ultimately what you're referencing. So I really appreciate that. And I have a feeling that you are going to have some experts talk about that at this amazing summit that is around the corner. Can you take a, just a couple of minutes and tease out a little bit of what people could expect there? Sure. I would love to. I am absolutely delighted to be curating this stellar collection of authorities, speakers, coaches, healers, doctors, uh, authors, you name it, authorities in the love and relationship space. Mm -hmm. And they are speaking on various topics of much we've we've sort of touched on already, but um, self-love, mindfulness, self-care, to trauma, the nervous system, and how that impacts our adult relationships, attachment theory, dating skills, relationship skills. Um, over, we have 28 speakers, and uh, the event spans over 10 days. And it, each speaker has an offering, a gift, a free download to offer the audience. I mean, it's it's a tremendous uh, event, a virtual event. You can join from your pajamas in your living room, or you can dress up. It's totally up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a born out of my own journey of uh, struggle and strife in mm-hmm. love and relationships. And again, it really speaks to the independent woman. We talk about the origins of independence, mm-hmm. both the adaptive and maladaptive coping mechanisms that that drive our independence. Um, we talk about attachment theory and how you know our early our early family systems influence the way that we connect with people in our adult relationships, mm-hmm. and and not only those pieces of knowledge, but also actionable tools, practices, mindset shifts. Each speaker is offering at least one tangible takeaway that Mm -hmm. listeners can, can, you know, adopt into their daily practice right away. So it's, it's a really beautiful collection. I'm really proud of it. It's called lasting love at your level. Discover how independent women attract and grow equal, healthy relationships. And we start on the summer solstice. There is an option for listeners to purchase the collection of conversations and receive a whole bunch of bonuses. So, you know, there's there's a lot of way, different ways to participate. The event is free for the general public, unless you want to upgrade, of course. Um, but it's it's really going to be a, a, a wonderful collection of, of knowledge, wisdom, brilliance, and, and a lot of fun. There's a lot of laughs. <laughs> Yeah, I will say uh, having the honor of being one of your speakers for the summit, I can tell every one of you that's listening, this is no joke. (laughs) Bex did not come to play. This is not (laughs) full of a bunch of, you know, pretend posturing, self-proclaimed experts that just signed up and said, sure, I'll be a speaker. She is doing and has done her vetting. 
that application was serious, okay? <laughs> With all of my credentials and expertise and certifications and all the things, I was like, whoa, mama, let me pull up my CV and make sure I can plug in this, you know, right? Like she was not playing. And because of that, I can tell you, this is a room, a virtual room that you want to be in. If you cannot join all 10 days, put it on your calendar anyway, so that you know if nothing else you want to get that collection that she said that you can sign up for at the end so you can listen to it and participate when you are ready. I can already hear, oh my goodness, but I am an independent woman and I'm so busy and I don't have time and I would love to, but this is the problem. I don't have time. This is why people like Bex exist and summits are created. All summits are there to give you the variety that you need so you can tune in and tap into what not you want necessarily, but what you need, because the wanting is usually stuff to keep you comfortable, to keep you in the same position that you were already in, Just playing small, not opening yourself up to the deeper connection, still staying in those colloquials of I'm not a joiner, I don't do this, I don't need, I don't want, right? Like all the things, this gives you the opportunity to do the work at your pace. Of course, I'm sure Bex, I know I do, would love to have you there live because energy is, it's just magnificent. And it really does make most of the speakers just light up and just dive deeper in what they can share. But if you cannot, I encourage you two things. Share this episode with someone that you know needs it so they can hear it and make their own informed decision. And second, sign up. We'll have all the information at the end of this later. And you're right in the what do you call it? The show notes. I couldn't think of what it's called. <laughs> It'll be right in the show notes, but everything will be there. You don't have to write anything down. But those are the two asks that I have for you today because I already know as someone who has had, I can't even count, over 300 and some interviews just in the last two years alone, who have been a part of many, many big projects. She is not playing and she did not come to play. She came to give you tools and information and she worked extremely hard to do it. I, I wouldn't do it. It's a lot of work. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so Bex, I give you your flowers now, honey. Oh, thank that you. A lot. You are doing it. And I am curious, what was, if you dare share, what were some of the challenges that you were experiencing that made you feel like this space was necessary to create something around lasting love, specifically for the independent woman? Sure. Um, well, I, I may have mentioned, I mean, the, the inspiration for this series was really born out of my own journey and my own struggle in a tr not necessarily attracting love, but like really nurturing and growing lasting love. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed. I, I've never really struggled to get attention. I, However, as a maladaptive coping mechanism, was very much seeking attention as a former nightclub performer. Um, oh, didn't know that part. Okay. <laughs> Learning something new about sex, very in a row. I used to dance in, in LED hula hoops and fire hula hoops and all nice. kinds of other dangerous uh, wonders. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like I said, I would have not a lot of difficulty attracting attention, but I definitely struggled in uh, relationships. Yeah. And, you know, after three long-term relationships that ended pretty much the exact same way over the course of a decade. Uh, and when I say the exact same way, I mean, I got to a point where I felt suffocated, trapped, 
um, my growth was stunted. I couldn't, you know, this person was keeping me from expanding and living my full potential. Mm -hmm. uh, I would get to an explosion point and I fondly call it flip the table and walk out uh, in a mildly explosive way. Mm -hmm. And after the third time that happened over the course of a decade with three very different men, yeah. I realized, wow, okay, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at the center of this uh, explosiveness. I'm at the center of this pattern. Yeah. And that, that really sparked a, a journey for me of self-discovery mm -hmm. of, you know, study of love, attraction, um, relational skills, attachment theory, and all these other things that were just completely unknown to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, my origins, I mean, my, my parents are still married after 50 some odd years, but then again, they come from a very different generation yes. with limited knowledge and information as compared to what we have available to us today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Science and psychology has evolved quite a bit in the time that I've been on this earth. And so my, you know, the model that I had for relationships was healthy enough yeah. until, until it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so um, as I, as I mentioned, you know, that, that experience of the, that third breakup sparked a, a revolution for me. I recognized that I was in an unhealthy relationship with relationships. Right. Right. And that, that my, my need to be in relationship was, uh, not coming from a grounded place, not coming from an authentic place. It was coming more from a, an ego place and a, a, a wounded place. Mm -hmm. So I <laughs> made an agreement to date myself for longer than my longest relationship, which at the time was only like two and a half years. I was in a, a, a consistent string of two, two and a half year relationships. Um, you know, and in that time, I, I really shifted my perception of relationships. I shifted my perception of myself. Yeah. Um, I learned how to date without the intention of getting into relationship. Mm, that's and, a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, had a lot of fun too. I'll say I know that. that's right. Yeah, come on. You already said you was dancing in nightclubs before. So I'm like, whoa, honey. <laughs> she know how to party. <laughs> yes. There, there was a time when I was the queen of the nightclub. Um, and the queen of the after party and the queen mm -hmm. of the walk of shame. I, I'm <laughs> not afraid to say that. I'm not mad at it. You know, and in that amount of time, so I think it was somewhere in that two to three year mark, uh, I met somebody that blew me out of the water and the synchronicities between us were just astounding. Mm -hmm. And for example, uh, we met online on a, on a, on a online dating site and very quickly realized that uh, we were both dating online to get out of our social circle because we were both tired of dating people in our social circles. So we yeah. both figured we would try online dating. This is 11 years ago uh, as, on a whim. And, and we both realized that <laughs> we were both online dating for the same reason. And then we realized that we actually shared the same social circle and we had been dancing around each other for six years at the same parties and events in New York city. So when I talk about synchronicities, that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, that's just one of the many. And so of course this man is now my husband. And when that all came to fruition, when the layers started peeling back of the synchronicities and the connection and, you know, the, the commonalities that we share and the, the chemistry the alignment between us, it was mind boggling. Like I just, 
you know, there was a part of me that knew that that existed, Mm -hmm. but until we find it, it's like this mythical unicorn. I'm actually wearing a unicorn shirt, which is funny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I was just so inspired. I was like, everybody needs to know about this. Mm -hmm. This, this stuff exists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I just was so moved to shout it from the rooftops. And that, that began my, my coaching journey. And of course it's evolved quite a bit since then, but uh, it's, it's, it's been quite a journey. You know what I love about your story, your growth through Bex is it's not full of fluffy, oh, you know, I was just, you know, hit with a few challenges in life, but now here I am, I'm successful and, right. (laughs) And, you know, first that word just that people use um, Mm. to literally justify skipping over the Mm -hmm. most vulnerable parts of what they had to grow through. And the fact that you stripped it all down and I don't know what that was, two minutes, three minutes, you were able to get to the heart of it and share it. That in and of itself shows that you've done a lot of personal development and growth work. Mm, thank a you. Lot. And you you guys can't see her, only I get the privilege of that right now. <laughs> and she's smiling and able to talk right through it with power and without mm. shame. And it's so clear that you are broken free from the traumatic aspects of it. You're healed from those pieces. They're still part of your lesson. They're part of your story. But just the fact that you're able to share it without the weight that's usually seen. And you know what I mean as a coach. I sure do. Right? (laughs) That's that's very, it's not just powerful, it's palpable. And I commend you for it because you are literally walking your talk. And that mm-hmm. matters. And that is an example of how you live fully by showing up as fully yourself in whatever part of the process you're in at the time. And you're clearly at the point in your life right now while we're in this conversation together where you're able to not only share what has happened, but you can expand yourself and invite people in to that healing with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we had a couple of days, I could tell more about the other dark nights of the soul. But, uh, you know, because just because I found the person that I, I was choosing to commit to, that didn't necessarily mean that everything after that was cake and rainbows. In fact, it was less than a year when all of my personal and interrelational patterns started popping up in his too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've been together 11 years now. And I mean, for many of those years, we have been in the crucible together of, you know, learning about our individual selves, learning about each other, our triggers, our patterns, our wounds. And also, you know, the, the, (laughs) the difficult task of self-regulation, the challenge of, of empathy and putting ourselves in the other person's shoes, even when we're triggered. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I look at, you know, I, I look at today, I look back on <laughs> the volume of learnable skills, knowledge, mm-hmm. wisdom, and, and things that I just did not know mm-hmm. coming into this relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was all like, I found my person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but, um, you know, and, and I think that um, overall, you know, for the, for the, the listeners out there who are calling in their person. I think that one of the most important uh, qualities 
you know, we want to we want to match values. We want to make sure that we're we're looking at values and lifestyle and and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But having a growth mindset, yes. I've found has been one of the key aspects in the longevity that I've experienced mm-hmm. with my man. Um, you know, because had neither had if either one of us had not uh, believed in our own personal agency that we can grow that we can change, that we can heal, then we wouldn't be here today. That's right. There are so many times, I mean, I'm a little vulnerable admitting this, but like there's so many times when both he and I were just like, that's it. I mean, we never, we never say the D word and we Mm -hmm. never say that's it, but there's Mm -hmm. an energetic, there's a, you know, we take a little space after conflict and, Mm -hmm. and, and then there's like these real inner questions of like, is this, is this worth it? Mm-hmm. You know, do we keep going? Right. And, and, but coming back to that growth mindset, there's always this belief that our connection is stronger than our conflict, our, our, our connection and our understanding of each other, our love for each other is bigger than the the miscommunications or, you know, the, <laughs> the, 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 the triggers and the the unskillful reactions to those triggers and the downward spiral. I mean, those are all part of the process. But if yeah. we don't believe that we can grow, change, or heal, then then it's then it's not worth it. And we have to, you know, kind of move on from that partner if especially if they're not in that place of personal agency. Yeah. I I agree with that. That's another one of those mic drop moments when you're like, okay, we could end right here, right? <laughs> um, that, and it's so powerfully true. Like the healthiest and most vivacious relationships still have shit with them. Oh, yeah. At the end of yeah. the day. And uh, SHIT for me is an acronym of storms, hurricanes, a few intervals, and then some tsunamis because it really Ooh. does, right? Life. And sometimes it's not just about the two people that, those two people came from other people and have other community and cultural uh, connections oh, yeah. that can also infiltrate into your relationship. And sometimes you're like, I love my wife. I love my man, but her mama is, you know, his sister, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes those other things make things even more challenging. And in addition to their friendships and their own personal baggage and whatever their work lifestyle is and how they handle and process frustration, all of that can really aggravate uh, tension that's already there if you're in the middle of a growth spurt. You know how when kids are like, like, they're growing, so they're sleeping a lot, they're growing, so they got an attitude, they're growing, so, (laughs) right, the puberty's hitting, like, there's all these understandable uh, reflections when we're talking about kids and teenagers, but our relationships do the same thing. We have growth yeah. spurts and we go through puberty in our, our relationships where we're hormonal. And sometimes that hormone works for the benefit of everyone involved. And sometimes <laughs> it's, you know, frustrating and leave me alone and shutting the door. But at the end of the day, if you can say to yourself, you know, I don't want this argument. I don't want this energy and not, but, but, and I still want you, you have mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. So, mm, yeah, mm, so, <laughs> so good. Okay. With everything that you have going on and this 
beautiful relationship that you have and all the work that you're doing, honey, Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) behind the scenes in front of the scenes and everything in between. Mm. I I know you probably still feel like you're performing and twirling (laughs) like you were back in the day, (laughs) just in a digital way, a different way. But how are you creating time and permission to give yourself that room you need to pause? I love this question so much um, because in my business, I uh, came out of the gates full stop, mm-hmm. hell's bells. You know, I was also working in a uh, an environment, a coaching community that was not the healthiest for me. Um, yeah. And so I I am a survivor of burnout and mm-hmm. burnout, burnout led depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2018, I discovered I was experiencing depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 2019, I took a hiatus from my business for several months mm-hmm. to work on myself and heal and kind of come back to a baseline. Um, so that definitely, that experience definitely informs how I give myself permission to pause because I know, yeah. I know what happens if I don't, mm-hmm. um, you know, and this is coming from a life of, pushing, driving, achieving, doing, spinning, twirling, you know, right. <laughs> um, all of it. And, uh, you know, I think my mother used to tell me like that I always get sick because I, I always do so much and, and take mm-hmm. on too many things. So I know the dark side of that. So that's one thing that kind of keeps me, uh, checked with my balance, you know, just checked with my, my personal self-care and such. Um, my relationship has suffered as well. Yeah. from from overdoing from making my business my first priority mm-hmm. you know and so i know again the dark side of that mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like experience that kind of fuels my permission um but then the other big thing that that i really bear in mind is i ask myself you know if i'm <laughs> if i'm choosing to you know sit on the couch and just watch some youtube or just you know t- take time out of the middle of my work day to go to a dance class or, you know, whatever it is, I will very frequently hear a voice that's like, you should be doing something else. You should be doing that. You should be, you should be, mm-hmm. you should be fill in the blank. Right. And I've become aware of it. I've become mm-hmm. sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. And then I start engaging with it. Well, who are you? Whose voice is this? You know, and for a long time, I recognized that as the voice of my father. Right. And, you know, there was, there was a period of time pre-pandemic when I felt like I had to get up out of bed at the same time my husband did. You know, we went, we go to bed at the same time. I felt mm-hmm. like we had to get up at the same time because he mm-hmm. would think something of me if I slept 30 minutes longer, you know? So I started exploring that. Well, where yeah. is that coming from? Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, it's my dad, my dad's voice being projected onto my husband. Oh, great. Well, I'm, okay. That's clear. Mm-hmm. So for me, give the permission to pause is really, um, it's a lot of inner work. And, and, and just, and a a lot of uh, avoiding the pain of what I know will happen if I don't. Right. Um, But also, you know, putting myself in the seat of autonomy and sovereignty Mm -hmm. and saying, basically, I can do what I want. It's okay. You know, I'm not going to, well, thank God I'm not going to get fired. Right. Right. (laughs) Unless (laughs) you fire yourself. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, but I, I, I'm, I'm not it's it 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 becomes a necessity at yeah. some point and i also 
I will add one more thing that um, having come from a dance and movement background, I recognize the the importance of joy and pleasure and play and how that fuels everything else that I'm doing in my life, in my business, in my relationship, in my creativity. If I'm not pausing Mm -hmm. to rest, if I'm not pausing to meditate, to do yoga, to dance, or to do nothing. Come on. Mm -hmm. I will get, I get jammed up. My brain, you know, my brain stops functioning, you know, because it's a, you know, we, we overload our cognition, we overload our body and we start shutting down. It's true. I've been there. And so, you know, it's, it's very important, not just rest, but pleasure, play, nothing. I mean, nothing is one of my favorite. The, one of the, one of the most difficult things for me to do is do nothing. Um, so I, I challenge myself to do that pretty frequently. Oh, listen, there is so <laughs> much similarity in everything that you said. And I completely resonate with your, your personal first partaking. And I used to say that all the time. I'm first partaker and pointing to my head experiences really informing how you're showing up in the world today on top of all the ways that you've educated yourself and, you know, went down the academic rabbit holes and, you know, coaching certificates and all of it, your personal story really anchors you to a reality of you have to do things different because you were meant to be different. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that matters so crucially. Like there's no better word that I can really use. And the fact that you're a reflection of that now. So when you hold the mirror up to yourself or to your husband, when things are a little awry or that shit is, is starting to show up and you're like, all right, where's my umbrella of bliss? Because I need that to come up and remind me of what matters, but let me look at me first. Let me look at the mirror instead of pointing the finger at him or them or the others and Mm -hmm. looking at what I need to recalibrate. And the fact that you're like, I know I need movement. I know Mm -hmm. I need pleasure. I know I need laughter. I know I need nothing, which can look like whatever it needs to look like sitting there wiggling my toes and staring at them until I lost track of time. Or maybe you zone out by letting Netflix watch you (laughs) or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is. You honoring that for yourself even though you're also admitting sometimes it is hard. Sometimes it's not easy to turn down the volume of all the productivity that you're excited by and you love the work. You clearly love the work that you do, but loving sometimes is not enough. You need time to refuel and you admitting that, Bex, that in and of itself frees people because there's so many people listening to this and so many more because we all know that you will share this. There's so many people that are hearing this and thinking, how dare I slow down? I have so much to do. Who do I mm-hmm. think I am to, right? Like they're hearing the voice of whomever. It may not be their father. It could be their mother, a grandparent, a coach, a kindergarten teacher, something mm-hmm. somewhere outside of them when their scripts were being created between the third trimester of them being in their mother's womb and about seven mm-hmm. years old, yep. they had scripts imprinted in them and they didn't know where they came from. And you just release for those who were willing and mm-hmm. ready for that release. You just had chains broken. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate and honor your vulnerability, your honesty, and the tools that you delivered just by sharing your truth. That was mm-hmm. powerful. Oh, it is. Absolutely. My pleasure. I mean, 
I very much remember the the pressure of wanting things so badly, wanting things now, yesterday. Yes. And we just can't work 24 hours a day. We cannot. And things, and they, truly, even if we did, things still take time. Mm-hmm. And so if things take as long as they're going to take, we, if we can't control that, we, we can absolutely control how we spend that time, how we invest that time. Absolutely. So we can enjoy the outcome of all the work that we just did in the first place yeah. versus people talking about it when we're six feet under, right? There, there's that part, which I don't want to get grim, but there's that. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. So Bex, where can people connect with you and, and how can they find out more about the summit? Yes, absolutely. So uh, I'm on Instagram at lovecoachbex, B-E-X. And my website is bexburtoncoaching.com. And I will have all the information to join the summit there. Uh, And if you find the link in your show notes, that will be Nikita's special link. So we want people to follow that as well. Absolutely. I I just can't say enough how grateful I am that you carved out this time. For those of you listening, this is double time, guys, because we were definitely fighting Mercury today. Okay. <laughs> this was double time, double schedule. So thank you for carving that mm-hmm. out. And you're very robust. I dare not say busy, robust schedule that you have. And you are very strategically aligned with showing up at this very moment to share a powerful story and all of those tools. We honor mm-hmm. you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Balance Bowley listeners, for always showing up and showing up fully with us. I hope that if you did not take a notebook out and write things down, that you will put this on repeat because there was true freedom in so much of what was shared. Listen to it when it's quiet. Even if you did take notes, listen to it again. Sometimes our brains literally, from a neuroscience perspective, if you've been following the BBP, you know I'm a nerd. Sometimes you need to hear things again so you can really retain what is necessary to do the rewiring and the recalibration and create those new habits. As always, I want you to do the same thing every week. Enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.